At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. And another exciting week on the program, Amal. We're going to kick off this Monday. We're going to have Gord Stellick, former NHL executive, both for the Maple Leafs and for the Rangers. He's going to join us in just about 45 minutes to discuss tonight's two Stanley Cup matchups, as well as if EGK has any shot against the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, just on behalf of our staff, and I want a happy Memorial Day to everyone out there. And I'll tell you what, a nervous night in the GTA, Mike. I can tell you right now, Gord's going to be coming on. A lot of Maple Leafs fans were already getting ready to move on, making plans to go to Manitoba. Better press the pause button on that one right now. All the pressures on the Leafs tonight. Yeah. They haven't beaten Montreal in a series since 1967. Hadn't beaten them in a game till game two of this series since 1960. Fairly recently. A whole generation remembers that. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Some stunning turns of events here, especially in the West for the two L.A. clubs them all. Well, let's start with the Lakers. The big news, Anthony Davis goes down with a groin groin strain in game number four. We see the uh, Phoenix Suns go on the road, win that game by eight, leveling the series. Now it's just a best of three with game five returning to Phoenix at Talking Stick Arena. Mike, the big key is that Anthony Davis, according to Sham Sharania, could be back as early as game number six. The Lakers are going to need him. I'll tell you what, the one thing when I look at Anthony Davis as a franchise player, there's one knock I have on him. There's no questioning his talent or his ability. Can he stay healthy? He seems to be a little bit soft in terms of, you know, staying out there and being healthy. 
really two turns for me in this series. One, the Anthony Davis injury, but how about the Chris Paul sighting? He, he, he rose from the ashes like a phoenix here, led his team in scoring and assists in game number four. Amal, remember when we were on Friday, the Lakers held a 2-1 series lead. They were minus 880 for the series price, right? 880. We thought might have been an overreaction. Phoenix levels the series, gets back to home court advantage, and now we see them as a $1.82 favorite for the series. Yeah, and I mean, I don't mean to be Captain Obvious here, but game number five is going to be so huge because I think from a Phoenix perspective, if you get that game, you know AD's probably going to go in game number six. So you're figuring you just got to get one out of two. You're hoping you can do it in game six in Los Angeles. But if not, you still have the ability to come back home next weekend. I would assume, what are we looking at, Saturday or Sunday for game seven? And what a big game that would be between the Lakers and the Suns. Um, give this Phoenix team credit. I mean, the bookmakers had them buried at minus 880 on the Lakers to win that series. And now we see Phoenix, uh, the slight favorite in this one, sitting at minus 182, Lakers plus 148. So it really should be intriguing down the stretch. I'm going to ask you quickly, and I'm not going to answer the question myself. Uh, do you believe that the Suns will advance or is it going to be the Lakers? It's hard to say. I, I, mean, I, I tend to agree. With I th- you think it's all about this AD return. If he doesn't return, you have to love the Suns' chances here. Uh, if he comes back, I think it weighs in favor of the Lakers. You hold the future ticket, plus 350 on the Lakers to win the whole title. Yeah. Is it just too early for you to hedge, or because of the injury, do you have to get off some part of it? No, assuming Phoenix wins game number mm-hmm. five, I expect the Lakers to come back and win game six. Then the hedge will come in game seven, because then it'll be a straight-up situation. I would expect Phoenix to be a slight, slight home dog if AD is healthy enough, depending on how he performs in game six. That'll kind of tilt things based on that. Amal, we were at game seven of the VGK Wild Series Friday night. We're looking at our phones on updates. Yeah. I said to you, the Clippers are down 30 to 15. You said bet the Clippers end game. Yeah, they were getting five at the time. You and I were sitting next to each other. Uh, it, it was an unbelievable push by the Clippers. We saw before the end of the first period, I think they were down three or four points. They dominated that game. And, you know, it was funny. I was looking back on it. They win the game by 10, down 15 in the first quarter, outscore the Mavericks by 25 points, and then thoroughly dominant again in game four, particularly in the first half of this game yesterday. We've seen this flip. You could have got plus 225 on the Clippers, down 2 nothing, heading to Dallas. Now they're they're just a little short of what their pre-series price. They were a $4 favorite pre-series. They're about three seventy right now. Are you confident they're going to close this out? Will they win the four in a row and, and finish in six? I do, but I want to go back to a point you've made a couple of times throughout the last week when the Mavericks were heading back to Big D, which was the Mavericks were not particularly strong at home this year. You said that multiple times, and it played to uh, form as we saw Dallas get really just beat down in two games at home outside of the first quarter uh, in that series, uh, in that games three and four. Mike, to me, this is where if you're somebody who maybe doesn't do this on a day-to-day basis, but you do it to make just a profit, you're looking for scalps, if you had taken the Clippers coming into game number three, now you have an opportunity to come back with Dallas, boom, lock in the profit, let's move on to the next series. It's plus 225 after yeah. after game two, and now you're getting plus 270, plus 260 on the comeback there where you can shop the line. You're absolutely right. The NBA is meant for swings, yes. not only in games, but in series. I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you and I talked about it much over the weekend, but that Denver game was unbelievable to bet on. Yes, it was. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw talking about the two series involving the L.A. teams over the weekend. Let's switch our focus to another series you had interest in. You and JVT debated this twice on the show. You were on the side of the Knicks. He liked the Hawks in this series. Hawks win again in game number four and now hold a 3-1 series lead. Is there any hope for your Knicks? Uh, well, I, I think, look, they're going to get game five. It's going to come down to game six, and it's always the critical one. I say this a lot of times when a team is trailing 3-1. Mike, I mentioned this to you about Montreal. I said if the Canadians, who were down three games to one, if they could steal game five, 
They got a great chance at home in game six, and then who knows what happens in game seven. Same thing applies to the Knicks. If they can figure out a way to win game number six in Atlanta, now that's assuming they win game five, I think they've got a great chance you get it back to the Garden. But for me, if you're the Atlanta Hawks, you really want to close this one out in game five. You don't want to even afford the Knicks any life. Now, granted, they were lifeless in Atlanta. We saw the Hawks dominate these two games. It's going to take a lot for the Knicks to be able to turn the fortunes down in Atlanta if they go back for a game six. But I still like uh, the Knicks' chances here to push to a game six, and then it comes down to that. Yeah, and I think if it does go back to Atlanta for game six, the Hawks know it's going to be tough in game seven in New York with the atmosphere and that they need to close it out at home. I don't think they can expect to win a second game on the road in New York if they should get back to Game 6 in Atlanta. I I agree with your summation right there. The thing for the Knicks is they're going to have to defend well. You've got to defend the perimeter. If they can do that, they've got got a chance to be able to win this game uh, in Game 5 and then, of course, apply the same thing in Game Number 6. So we'll see what happens in this series. Knicks, the slight favorite in Game 5 at home, minus a point and a half. Mike, I'm telling you, this is a good bet on the Knicks, in my opinion, simply because the number's low. You're getting them basically at a pick em price, but more importantly, and by the way, real quick, the money line is minus 121. The spread is minus 1.5, minus 112. For the love of God, (laughs) for the love of God, please take the money line. Lay the extra nine cents. It's absurd that these numbers are like this. Just go ahead and do that. Let's talk about what you said was a good bet when we talked on Friday. We saw the Nets go on the road. They were eight and a, eight and a half point favorite yeah. against Boston. You said take the Celtics first half. Not only did they cover first half, they won the game. Mm-hmm. The number came right back at eight, eight and a half yesterday. This time, the Nets took care of business, winning by 15. Yeah, how outstanding were Kyrie, Durant, and Harden in this one? 27 for 28 combined from the free throw line. 11 for 17 from the three-point arc. These three guys, when they're on their game, Mike, let's be uh, real here. Lakers, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. If these three play like they did in Boston... No chance. It's over. It's going to be the Nets' title to lose. Um, I don't know if they can sustain that throughout the entirety of the postseason as the talent and the competition get better as they progress. But impressive job last night rebounding after the uh, real nice performance by Jason Tatum in Game 3 and, of course, even a solid performance in Game 4 with 40 points. But this is a Nets team now. I think they close it out in 5. Milwaukee swept 4-0. They beat the Heat. A likely Nets-Bucks matchup in the second round. We see... um, in an opening line established at points bet, a money line on this series. Nets minus 180, take back 150 on the Bucks. Any interest in that price right now? I got. I have to look at the Nets. I think they're a more complete basketball mm-hmm. team. Look, let's not overreact to the fact that Milwaukee swept a modest Miami team. You know, I think the Miami Heat, you know, you see this sometimes in sports betting. A team gets too much credit or not enough credit. The Miami Heat got too much credit for the performance in the bubble last year. They were not really as good as they were last season when they made that push to the NBA Finals. If it was a season that was not interrupted, I don't think we see the Miami Heat go that deep in the postseason. With that being said, I think Brooklyn, at this point in time, you have to look at as the favorite in that series. The minus 180 price is not too bad. I think that's one you can take a look at them. And by the way, how about the Miami Heat yesterday becoming the first team in the NBA? 73 teams coming into yesterday or into the Heat game of game number four against Milwaukee had outscored their opponents by 45 points or more from beyond the arc. And the Miami Heat become the first team to lose. I mean, think about that. You shoot the ball uh, tremendously well from beyond the three-point arc, and you can't close it out, and they squander the lead against Milwaukee. I thought this points number bet uh, number of 180 came back cheap. And the reason I say that is because the Nets, if they meet the 76ers in the East Final, are going to be the favorite in that series as well, not having home court advantage. Here they have home court advantage over the Bucks. Now we're assuming, obviously, they close out the Celtics. But they have home court advantage over the Bucks. I would have thought with home court advantage over the Bucks, they'd be closer to $2. I hear what you're saying, but let me give you a co- couple of quick counters. Okay. You mentioned 
Uh, they have not closed out the series yet. They've got to play an additional game. So Milwaukee's got a little bit more rest. I don't know if the rest factor matters at this point in time because you're all playing virtually the same number of games. But remember, we saw this in hockey with VGK against Minnesota. It looked like a foregone conclusion. They're up at three games to one. It's going to be over. Similar situation to Brooklyn because if for some reason Brooklyn gets pushed to a sixth game, then all of a sudden, you know, maybe you sit there and say it's a little bit extra wear and tear. So until the series gets closed out, I actually think the price will increase if Brooklyn closes it out in game number five. It could potentially go to 190, in my opinion, with the way the Nets are playing. And to the point you made about Brooklyn and Philadelphia, I would expect to see the Nets be about a 150, 145, 150 favorite against Philly, despite the fact that Philadelphia is the home court advantage. All right, let's talk about the other series in the East we haven't gotten to yet. On Friday, we talked about this Saturday matchup. I told you I liked the Sixers to go in and take game yeah. three. I liked them on the money line. I didn't want to really lay the eight. You said you'd look at the the Wizards in that spot, maybe a first-half play. Sixers were dominant even on the road. Yeah, really an <laughs> impressive job by Philadelphia in this game in terms of going on the road, taking care of business. Now, the one concern I did have coming into this one was the Russell Westbrook ankle situation. Remember, he got hurt in game number two in Philadelphia, exited earlier in the game, uh, so there's something to pay attention to. But Philly dominant. Now they come back tonight with an opportunity to close out the series, and I expect them to. I think uh, Washington will give some effort here, but at the end of the day, I think Philly's too strong. The more complete basketball team, they'll find a way through in this one. Yeah, let's take a look at tonight's game. That's game number four, obviously, in this series. We see the 76ers just about the same. They were $4 on the money line, 375 here tonight, 8.5-point uh, favorite with 229.5 as a total. Yeah, to me, when I look at this matchup, um, Mike, I, I would make the argument Philadelphia, but eight and a half is not a number I want to lay on the road. But at the same time, I don't have the confidence to take it with Washington. Stay away here in this one. And you mentioned a couple of these games you liked over the totals. I'll tell you what, when I looked at that Boston-Brooklyn score, I thought it was the NBA All-Star <laughs> game. I, I mean, it's unbelievable how high scoring these games are, even for the postseason. Well, one game that didn't go over, and our own Josh Applebaum, freshly engaged, called it uh, called it on the Lombardi line. He liked game four of the Nuggets uh Portland Trailblazers series under. That game went way under the total. It did, but I'm glad you brought that game up, mm -hmm. Mike. I thought that bet was actually on par with the Clippers game two bet, which I stubbed my toe on. I loved Portland in that spot at home. I, I didn't think they were going to lose that game. This is an evenly matched series. You've got a team that needs to win, can't go down three to one, have to steal two out of three in Denver if that were the case and win three in a row. We saw the Blazers come out and absolutely just rip apart this Denver team. They win by 20, but they were up 27 at the end of three. 33 early in the fourth. Yeah, this was not even this was not even close. This is the kind of game you dream of when you bet where you're just, as you like to use the term, rocking chair winner. This was exactly that. Let's take a look at the, this series now. Remember, yeah. it opened 140 favorite for the sixth seed and the road team, the Trailblazers. 2-2 now on serve. We head back to Denver and we see the series price adjust just a little bit. A dollar twenty-nine. Blazers are still favored in the series. Oh, they are. Get okay. back about a dollar five on the Nuggets. I still lean towards Portland here. I think they're a little bit more of the complete basketball team. The Joker's probably going to win the league MVP. He's been tremendous so far this year. But Mike, to me, they have the best closer in the game. Probably one player outside of Russell Westbrook that I thoroughly enjoy watching in the NBA is Damian Lillard. And I think with the difference of his team being a little bit more complete, I don't know which game they win on the road. I don't know if it's game seven or if it's game five, but I think they win a game, and I think they win game six at home. I'm just not sure. Do we have a game seven in Denver? Yeah. Now let's move to the other game. That's tonight. The Utah Jazz are in Memphis for game four of that series. You liked Utah going on the road uh, after they had the near the scare or the loss in game one, came back, played very well in game number two. They took care of business in game number three and now have a chance to go up 3-1 in the series here tonight. 
in a game in Memphis. They're a five and a half point favor. You see a money line of two thirty. Your total of all two twenty five and a half. Yeah, this is one area where I think if you're Memphis, excuse me, if you're Utah, if you can just defend the way they did in game number three against the Memphis Grizzlies, they got a great chance. Uh, Memphis shoots about 35% from the three-point arc. In game number three, Utah limited them to 32%. If they do that, Mike, I think they've got a great chance to be able to cover this number. Again, a tricky one here, and I think this is where the in-game betting becomes so vitally important. It gives you an opportunity to be able to see some better numbers. I don't want to lay five and a half here. I expect to see a very competitive um, effort from the Memphis Grizzlies because, in essence, let's be real here, they're facing a similar situation that I just mentioned in the Portland game. Not the same type of teams, not the same type of matchup, but at the same time, I think Memphis is going to come out and play strong. Pay attention early in this game. All right. I want to take a look at the updated odds to win the Western Conference here because we've seen a lot of movement. Yeah. Obviously, the Clippers went down 0-2. Now they've tied the series. The Lakers, who were the favorite before the playoffs started, up 2-1. We have the AD injury. For the first time now, the Jazz, favored to win the West, up 2-1 in that series against Memphis. We just talked about that game at plus $2. Clippers and Lakers, co-second choice at uh, plus $3 each, the Suns at plus $7, Nuggets 12 to 1, Blazers 18 to 1, Mavs 33 to 1, Grizzlies 250 to 1. I'm going to tell you one number jumps out here at me on this sheet. Uh, I'm going to guess it's the Suns at 7 to 1. Yes, absolutely it's the Suns at 7 to 1. With the AD injury, if they can get through there, they face Trailblazers um, or Nuggets in round number two, and they will have home court advantage again. How about this real quick, Mike? How about betting the Lakers at the series price of 148? Take the Suns at seven to one. Either way, you're technically going to be profitable there. Now, mm-hmm. I think when you look at the rest of the way against the Clippers, against the Jazz, against uh, Denver, Portland, you, uh, you're going to be an even or slight favorite in these. Well, the Suns are going to be the Suns if they get through the series will be favored against Portland or Denver. Correct in that matchup. So you could get a plus price coming back either way. So you could take three plus prices in that spot. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And then remember, you're going to be a, you're going to be a slight dog against the Jazz or the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, I think this is about right. I, I think the Clippers have a little bit of value here, too, because I suspect now that they've leveled this series up, they're going to move on out of the first round. I love the fact that the Nuggets are 12-1 to 1 to win the, the series, but they're the dog to I mean, excuse me, 12-1 to yeah, 1 to win the conference, yeah. but the dog to win the series. You love how these these don't correlate to series prices. with the, But, well, you know, they're, they're well, built, built into this also is, is money that's been coming in all year. I understand that, but, you know, a lot of good bettors, what they do is they find mistakes in these numbers and take advantage of them. And I think that's where if people can really spend some time kind of researching it, taking a look at some of these, you have some great opportunities. I know some of the other markets that people are in, they don't have as much of an outlet in terms of looking at options. But to me, this is where a huge advantage comes in. You take a look at, for example, right now, I'm not advocating on this uh, Portland-Denver series, one of these teams coming out of the West, but you see a 12-1, to 18-1. to 1. If there was a viable option where you thought somebody could, like Phoenix at 7-1, to 1, why not take the Lakers right now, plus 148, take the Suns to win the series at 7-1, to 1, and I expect them to be able to get through. Who do you like, if it's, whether it's Portland or Denver versus Phoenix, who do you like? I like Phoenix. Yeah. I like Phoenix. Home court advantage as well. Absolutely. Are we doing this segment behind the bets on this show? And Amal and I prepare it separately, so we don't know which game each of us has picked today. We ended up landing on the same game, and it's tonight in Phoenix between the Mets and the Diamondbacks. Amal, I'll let you go first with your explanation. I I love DeGrom here. Seven starts so far this year, Mike. Just four earned runs. We know he's the most dominant pitcher in baseball. This kid has been unbelievable for the better part of almost four or five years now. Facing an Arizona Diamondbacks team, Mike, I I don't know outside of the Baltimore Orioles if anyone is playing worse baseball than the D-backs. This team is really struggling as we see they continue to scuffle. 19 wins, 35 losses, and we haven't even gotten to that hot Arizona heat yet. 
Let's see if they can get things going in the right direction. I don't think it'll happen. Mets come in with a four-game winning streak. I think they make it five in a row. I don't love the price on the road at 175, but I think DeGrom deserves some respect here. And here's the funny thing. Garrett Cole the other day was minus 280 or 290 on the road at Detroit. Mm -hmm. Are we suggesting that the Tigers are actually that much worse than the Diamondbacks, that they would be almost $100 more or 100 cents more than the uh, Mets being favored against the Diamondbacks? I like the Mets here. Or that Cole's that much better than DeGrom. No, he's not better than DeGrom. Only people that think that are, are Garrett Cole family members. Yeah. And, and and Merrill Kelly worse than uh, than the Detroit starter that day. So I laid this number at 170, Amal. Uh, I got it very early this morning when I woke up. It's gone up, as we see, it's at 180 in some spots. Look, uh, DeGrom's numbers are off the charts again. An ERA of less than one, a whip of uh, uh, .60. Merrill Kelly has struggled, right, with an ERA over five. The Mets have been playing well, playing very well. Beat the Braves at home, increase their lead in the division. They go on the road here. The Diamondbacks won yesterday. Otherwise, they'd have an identical losing streaks with the Orioles, right? They had lost 13 in a row before. They finally won at home yesterday. Here's the thing that's really concerning for me. 286 runs allowed for the Diamondbacks. That's the most in baseball. That's worse than the Orioles, worse than the Pirates, worse than these these teams that have worse run differentials. I mean, they're not good. Their bullpen is not good. They're not good defensively. They're a very bad team, and they've been playing poorly. You have a good team with the Mets going against the best pitcher in baseball tonight. I think 170 is a reasonable price. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I normally look at the run line, and I, I don't know why I didn't on this one. Probably end up taking the run line here, especially with the way you look at uh, this Diamondbacks team struggling. And remember, you're in a hitter-friendly ballpark. The one concern I have, though, offensively is with the Mets a little bit. They can scuffle. I still think at minus 105, it's a good number here with this team in a very hitter-friendly park. And you alluded to it with the number of runs that the Diamondbacks have yielded. They play in a hitter-friendly park, and so is Coors. But look, at there's three pitcher-friendly parks. Chavez Ravine, Petco, and San Francisco are all favored the pitchers. So three out of the five parks in that division. It's rare that a team in the NL West would lead Major League Baseball in runs allowed. And in the National League with the pitchers hitting as well. I hear what you're saying. The one thing I will disagree with you is I think Petco, Chavez, Ravine, and AT&T play a little bit differently at daytime than they do at nighttime, depending on when the series are. I remember most of the series, so many times on the weekends, especially in San Francisco, you wind up with two out of three being day games. So just something to keep in mind when you're looking at these matchups. I want to talk about something that happened in Houston yesterday. I don't know if you were able to follow this. Blake Snell went against Zach Greinke in that matchup. It was seven to nothing Astros after three innings. The Padres were down, um, and you have Grinky facing you. Joe Musgrove was supposed to start today for the Padres. My guy Tingler, Jace Tingler, decides to let Musgrove down seven to nothing pitch five innings in that game yesterday. Burn him for his start today and throw the rotation off. Now everybody's moved up a day, and you're going to get Paddock. I thought it was one of the worst decisions I've seen, managerial decisions I've seen in baseball in a long time. You, you know me. I would have no qualms about j- jumping on Jace Tingler on this one. But to me, Mike, I don't know really the reasoning behind why he made this decision. Musgrove was outstanding. Five innings pitched, just three hits. Really dominant. Could have had that today in this matchup. I think they're playing the Cubs today. Yes. And, and to me, I was really surprised by that. Uh, I have to investigate and find out exactly why they chose to do that. I, I mean... There's got to be some reasoning behind that. Yeah, it's just a really head-scratching because the, the effects are going to ripple down now, not just for today, but for the next few weeks with their rotation. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the slate. A lot of day games in Major League Baseball, but we have a good share tonight, including a great pitching matchup at Chavez Ravine as Jack Flaherty, who's 8-1, and one, takes on Josh Tower's favorite pitcher, Trevor Bauer. That's next on The Nuts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back into the Nutside, Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. And we've got some great pitching matchups, some aces going tonight in Major League Baseball. We want to take a look at a couple of these games. We have a doubleheader in Cleveland today between the White Sox and the Indians. And Carlos Rondon takes the mound for the Sox against Tristan McKenzie. Rondon 5-2 and two with an ERA of 1-2-9, a whip of .72, 72 strikeouts against 12 walks. Only three home runs allowed in a... And nearly 50 innings pitched. McKenzie's had a big problem with walks, Amal. Yeah, he... One and three. He got through five innings for me the other day in that under I had, under five against Detroit. But one and three, the ERA almost six. Here's the thing. 36 innings worked, 33 walks, 49 strikeouts, eight home runs allowed. We see Rondon, $1.75 favorite here today, and a total five and a half in a seven-inning game. 
Yeah, remember the Tribe are playing back-to-back doubleheaders. They played one yesterday, and now they're playing another one today. So you're looking at 28 innings in just two days. They're a little bit taxing on the bullpen, so hoping to get some long starts here uh, from this uh, team. To me, this Tribe team, you know, my concern is the offense. They were fortunate yesterday to come from behind to avoid the sweep against the Blue Jays in the doubleheader. Now against uh, Carlos Rodon in the first one, I think it's going to be a tough matchup here. I like Rodon in this one against McKenzie in the first game. Remember, he threw a no-hitter against the yep. Tribe. He came back at his next start. I thought to play against him. You liked him again. He beat the Tribe again and Cleveland. So we'll see if he can go three for three here. Eileen Rondon as well. Great pitching matchup tonight at Chavez Ravine as Jack Flaherty, 8-1-2-8-4-107 whip for the Cardinals, takes on Trevor Bauer with an ERA just over two. Bauer hasn't gotten a lot of run support. Five and three for the Dodgers. One of Major League Baseball strikeout leaders with 91 strikeouts against 22 walks. We see... Bauer, a pretty heavy favorite. You're not going to get plus 165 on Jack Flaherty too often. Dollar eighty on the Dodgers with a total of seven. Yeah, I don't want to touch this total. Remember, this is going to be a 6-10 start here. It could be a little bit of an issue with the shadows. Uh, pitchers having the edge early on at Chavez Ravine. Uh, to me, Mike, when you look at this one, both guys tremendous. And how about Flaherty with an 8-1 record overall? But it's Bauer's strikeouts that really impressed me. 91K so far. Wow, I didn't realize this price is still this high on the Dodgers. I heard you mention the plus price on mm-hmm. St. Louis, yep. but didn't really equate it to the fact that L.A. is still an absurd $2 in this one. you got to take a look at the Cardinals here or no play here. Jack Flaherty, the, the local product member, played at Harvard. Westlake has an opportunity coming back home, and he's pitched well at Chavez Ravine, so I think he has a good game tonight. This is going to be a competitive one. Um, maybe the under 7 here, just simply because you can get a push number 4-3. to three. I think you have to look at Flaherty here. The yeah. Dodgers just got swept at home by the Giants, right? We thought we were on this roll. They went and swept the Giants in San Francisco. They come back. Take a look at Kershaw. We talk about in-game opportunities. Take a look at Clayton Kershaw and what the radar gun is saying in the first inning of these games that he's pitching in. If he's if his fastball is at 92, 93, it's much different than when it's at 88. He can't get away with anything at 88. The Giants took advantage of him again yesterday. He was a big favorite against uh, the Giants in a spot where he shouldn't have been a big favorite against the Giants. And, you know, if, if you go into that first inning and see that, even even when he gives up the first run, he's still favored in that game end game. You have a great betting opportunity. Yeah, you really do. You'll see so many times in Dodgers games, they'll uh, give up the first run and they're still a favorite. Uh, against Gaussman, too, who yeah, was terrific, terrific again yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Giants scored 24 runs this week. And now the Dodgers offense was not the problem. They scored no. 15 runs in three games. But the pitching has been a bit of a concern this weekend. Let's see if they can bounce back now. Bauer, who has been dominant with an opportunity here to be the stopgap. I'm with you, though. I think you have to take a look at Jack Flaherty. I think this is going to be one of these games where runs are at a premium. Uh, I don't know why I seem to be scared of the seven, but I think Mm. you have to look at the under because we're starting to see some six and a halves in baseball like it's Yankee Stadium in October. I don't get it. You know, Bauer in his last start in Houston, he got beat. But very first pitch at the bottom of the first inning, he threw a pitch right down the middle, but was just above the belt. And he stopped and put his arms up to the umpire like that. I mean, the first pitch of the game. And already the umpire's saying it's, I mean, this guy goes in with a different mentality than anybody else. And I'm sure he wasn't doing himself any favors for the rest of the game with that strike zone. Yeah, you know, we like to think that the umpires are unbiased when they're making calls against a pitcher, not based on their emotion or how they react to the umpire. But I think it's, you have to be realistic and say that say that's not the case. I think Bauer's got to change that a little bit if he wants to be a guy that gets calls like DeGrom Scherzer and some of these other pitchers. Uh, I, I don't understand these umps, by the way. This guy did this or this, that. You disrespected me. Dude, shut up. You're stealing money for a living. I mean, I mean, these guys out there. And by the way, I was watching a game the other day. I forgot which game. It was, oh, it was the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they beat out a ball at first base, and they call him out. In the live action, the broadcasters on the Phillies broadcast and myself, I'm sitting there going, dude, he was safe by a mile. It took about a nanosecond for them to review it and call it safe. 
I was surprised to not see CB Buckner or Angel Hernandez there on the call. I think that was Saturday. I was it watching was the game yeah, because yeah, they said, yeah, oh, I'm going to turn this over right away. Yeah, exactly. Here's another thing to look for, too, with catchers, them all. Like, with the, the, the Padres need to get a catcher. Caratini is terrible. Okay, one, he can't throw. Two, he can't hit. Three, he can't frame pitches. He costs his pitchers a lot of strikes because he's constantly stabbing at the ball. Like you said, remember, it's still subjective with the human beings with the umpiring here. That's one thing that replay doesn't dominate in baseball. Absolutely right, and I'd like to see what they do at the trade deadline. How about going and get Salvi Perez, who needs to get out of, mercifully, out of Kansas City? When we come back, we're going to see where Amal's headed tonight, as well as the Palm Rigger playbook. That's next on The Nuts. The NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VSIN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. You know, Amal, I was on a numbers game with JVT, who's filling in for Gil this week, and right before me was Andy McNeil. They did a 15-minute segment. I think they should do that like every week and just call it the experts. Our experts in the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com and our daily members only best bets email, which I'm going to bring up here in a couple minutes. Now's the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10 day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. You know, Amal, I was doing the bit. I was in studio at South at South Point for a numbers game this morning, and I got a text like 30 seconds after I got on air and it said, my God, you look great. How much weight have you lost? And it was from our friend, Michael Lombardi, which tells us something we probably already knew. Michael's not watching the nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's a great, that's a very fair statement. You're absolutely right on that one. All right, Amal, let's see where you're headed tonight with your Amal in. Yeah, let's uh, go to the National Hockey League. Didn't succeed on Friday night with the... Uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights against uh, the Minnesota Wild under five and a half. But I like this Maple Leafs game uh, with the Canadians under five and a half here. I expect it to be low scoring, very competitive. Really impressed with what Montreal has been able to do. Carey Price, a generational type of goaltender, has got a great opportunity to lead his teams. By the way, Mike, for people that don't know, this is huge in Canada. I mean, this is unbelievable for Montreal to push to a game seven. If they win this game in their building, whoo! I would hate to be a player on the Maple Leafs or any Maple Leafs fan. In 10 minutes, we're going to talk to Gord Stelic, former NHL executive, uh, just about how important this game is in Canada, in Montreal, and in Toronto, and what he expects tonight. Yeah, and then going to go to the second game that you and I both went to behind the bets. Now, I didn't include the run line on this one, but I'm going to end up playing the run line here. The Mets minus 175. I just think they're the far superior team. Uh, Very cheap price when you compare to what the Yankees were ridiculously nearing $3 on the road against Detroit. You've got New York here uh, at Arizona who continues to struggle. Losers of 13 out of 14. I like the Mets minus 175. Now the price at minus 182. But I would take a look at the run line. You're a hitter-friendly um, chase field. I want to ask you a question because I also have it, as you know, in behind the bets, DeGrom tonight. You have here Mets yeah. minus 175. 
When you make this bet, did you list Degrom? I always list all the pitchers. Yeah. I, I do it in every one, and uh, you know, I, I, it's a good point you raise here. I don't have it specific to this, but yeah, there's no question. I'm not right. going down on an adjusted price on some stiff because the manager decided to throw Joe Musgrove for the last five <laughs> innings yesterday, or he decided to throw him on the plane ride over from New York to uh, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, I think that's a very important point, folks, about listing pitchers. Some books don't list them anymore. Some still do, like we do here at Circus Sports. I think it's important to list the pitchers. That's who you're betting on. Um, Others have a different philosophy. I'm of the philosophy they ought to list goaltenders in hockey as well because we have to wait till 30 minutes. What if you don't know? What if you can't make the bet 30 minutes before? What if you don't have somebody in the stadium to see who comes out for warm-ups? I can tell you this. I was really surprised yesterday to find out that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights went with uh, Robin Leonard instead of Marc-Andre Fleury. I understand they need to get Andre Fleury some rest, but I'm going to tell you, they're going to have a lot more time to get some rest if Leonard plays the way he did. Well, let's talk about that, Amal. Yeah. I don't disagree with the decision. Um, I thought Flurry wore down in that series against the Wild. I thought he was worse the last three games than he was in the first four games. And with the opportunity here, with Wednesday being game two, now two days off in between, by playing Leonard yesterday, you got Flurry four days of West. Here's the key factor. There was very little chance they were going to win game one after a late Friday night game seven there. Colorado was rested. They swept the Blues. Colorado, let's face it, they're the better team. On rest in a tough spot for the Knights. I think they knew he was up against it, and he decided to put Leonard in there. If Fleury would have played, I see. What did they still get beat four or five to one? I mean, they just got outskated every which way they could yesterday. I know you can say it might be different if he doesn't give up that soft first goal, but I didn't think they were winning that game, and I don't disagree with what uh, with what Pete DeBoer did. Oh no, I, I am being completely hypocritical here. I'm just making the statement after the fact. <laughs> I, I actually think yeah. it was the right decision. You had to get Andre Fleury some rest at some point in time. I, I do agree with you. And if you looked at Colorado, they looked rested. That team was ready to get out there and skate. They looked appreciably faster than the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And before you get to the rest of your plays, real quickly, I want to thank Derek, uh, yourself, uh, taking us to the hockey game. But most importantly, what I want to really say to people is, remember that line in Ferris Bueller? He goes, by the way, I highly recommend, if you have the means of picking one up, it is so choice. I highly recommend, if you can go to an NHL game with a former NHL player, it doesn't get any better than that. I was sitting next to Darren Banks. And his insight, it's unbelievable. I'm not going to say the player he was calling out, but every time this one particular player would come on the ice, he would tell me, he's like, he's going to go to the right side. He's going to shoot. There was a breakaway. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not passing the puck. <laughs> Boom, he takes a shot. It was a horrible shot. It was just so yeah. much fun watching the game with Banksy. I love it, too, because he's seen things away from the puck where we're focused yeah, where the puck Exactly right. right. He's, he's watching so what's going on watch away him. from yeah. the puck. I'm going to go with my two-unit play to the NHL. I'm going to make a parlay, a first-period unders here. I agree with the Mall's assessment on this Maple Leafs game and Randy McKay, uh, Vicent fan of the year and on-off contributor to the network. He loves the under five and a half here, too. I get scared in game sevens because they're going to leave the goalie out. Let's say the game is, let's just say them all, the game is is two to one. It's, you know, they may pull the goalie at the three and a half minute mark, or God forbid it's three to one. They may pull the goalie, they may pull the goalie at the five minute mark down three to one. And I'm not saying which team, either team, give up a goal and then keep them out down three goals. We've seen Montreal do this before in the I, series. I agree with you, but what do you, why are you assuming that the game's going to have a two goal margin and why are you assuming it might not even be tied? Well, it may be. That's what you're hoping for. It, you're hoping for 0 0 1 1 or 2 2. You got a great absolutely bat. Absolutely right. You, you have a great bat. Game, number yeah. Five, uh, yeah. game five. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, game six. We've seen two in a row go to overtime. So, yeah. I mean, the, the tie is certainly a factor in there. But I just think there's that situation. So I much prefer to play the first period under. Boston was dominant against the Islanders. It was I thought I had a little bit of a bad beat. They gave up a goal. The Islanders gave up a goal in the last minute of the first period to lose that one and a half on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to come back with it at 135. So I'll put these two together in a two-unit parlay, both the first periods 
under in tonight's NHL games. Here's what I talked about the daily uh, email from, from Bill because I gave this play out on a numbers game this morning. Richie Hill. I just thought this price was ridiculous. I thought Richie Hill should be a pick at worst uh, going in there. The Rays have played much better than the Yankees. Yankees just got swept, uh, just got swept in Detroit. They're not hitting the ball. Richie Hill's been go- – I always joke, Richie Hill, can he get to five innings? Richie Hill's been going seven innings lately. And this curveball they haven't been able to hit today. They're up three to nothing right now in uh, the top of the six over the Yankees. So, so far, so good with that bet. And then I did list DeGrom as you did. I got him at 170. I just looked at William Hill. You can still get him at 170 if you're interested in laying the price tonight with the Mets. Yeah, I think you're, you're right on with this Tampa player. Again, you mentioned it, leading 3 nothing right now in the sixth inning, threatening with a couple of more run opportunities here. This Yankees team, Mike, if they don't get on track now, we're heading into June. Two, you know, We're a third of the way through the season. They better get on track if they're really going to make a push. Well, so far, the Red Sox and Tampa Bay have been better than them. And, Absolutely. And they're going to flirt, if they don't find their way here, flirt with not making the playoffs, which would be an absolute shocker. They were the second choice to win the World Series preseason. Yeah, no surprise there. Quick note from the French Open. It appears that uh, four-time Grand Slam champion Naomi Osaka is going to be withdrawing from the French Open. Uh, it's not official yet, but that's what ESPN is uh, posted so far. So we'll keep you posted on that. When we come back after the break, we have Gord Stellick, former National Hockey League general manager, on to talk about tonight's Maple Leafs-Canadians matchup as well as the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw, and we're pleased to bring in Gord Stellick. Gord Stellick was the general manager for the Toronto Maple Leafs, also assistant general manager for the New York Rangers. Currently, you can hear him on Sirius XM NHL Network on Morning Skate, 7 to 11 every morning, Eastern Time. Gord, welcome in. Uh, thanks, Mike. Amal. Glad to be with you. Gord, tonight, Game 7, Leafs, Canadians. We see Toronto as they have been favored heavily Minus two dollars tonight, a total of five and a half. You've lived this life. You've been up there. How much pressure is on the Maple Leafs tonight? And who is the most pressure on individually in this game? Well, uh, I tell you, I, I've yeah, I've lived it and uh, and covered it. And I would say if they lose tonight, it's their most disappointing loss um, in my lifetime. And that's saying a lot, just because of the expectations. They're the favorite team. Uh, they had two other chances to put this series close. The deal didn't. This group hasn't closed the deal, what, five or six times in the last few years. So certainly the pressure's on them, and, and I, it's the big line. I mean, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Zach Hyman, the big line has not been the difference maker in any game so far. You got, you know, the Rocket Richard Trophy winner in Matthews, most goals, top five scorer in Marner, and they just haven't done the job. So they're the ones feeling the most heat right now. Gord, take us off the ice for a second here, having lived in that area in Ontario uh, and now people coming in, obviously, maybe from Quebec, Montreal area. What does this mean from a rivalry perspective? A lot of people in the U.S. may not be aware of how great this rivalry is and what this means for a lot of people in different provinces. Well, you know, Mo, it's, it's uh, interesting because when there are only six teams in the NHL, you go way back, and obviously the Toronto-Montreal rivalry was huge. Um, it has diminished a lot because they had been in different divisions for a good chunk of time. They only played twice in the playoffs since 1967, back in 78, 79, and the Canadians uh, swept both those series. So there's a great history there. When uh, regular season games go, a large contingent travels from Toronto to Montreal and vice versa. But in a lot of ways, you know, this kind of playoff is rekindling elements of it, you know, and uh, I would put it up there with, say, the Red Sox, and the New York Yankees is really that that kind of intensity that these two teams have, that kind of rivalry. Gord, I want to 
preview uh, the North final. The winner tonight will take on Winnipeg. A lot of us here on this network that follow hockey really liked Edmonton to come out of the North because Mike Smith had been playing well. Of course, that terrific top line. And they had just owned Winnipeg. They had beaten them six straight in the regular season. Paul Maurice's club turned it around on them, swept Edmonton in four. How do you preview the North? Is Winnipeg have a great chance against either Toronto or Montreal? Well, I think a better chance against uh, Montreal. I really think if Toronto wins this game, the momentum will be huge and carry through Winnipeg next round. I mean, the Leafs were um, slam dunk, uh, the best team in the division during the regular season. The big thing Winnipeg has is more depth up front forward-wise to match the Maple Leaf depth. And, of course, you know, Connor Hellebuck, as well as Mike Smith played for Edmonton, Connor Hellebuck's the defending Vesna. Trophy winner. So I, I had liked the Jets. I'd actually pitch, pick the Jets, which I don't think a lot of people did. But I think their chances would be really good against Montreal. But I would favor the Leafs over Winnipeg. Uh, Gord Stelic joining us, former Leafs uh, GM. Also, you can follow him on the morning skate on SiriusXM NHL Network from 7 to 11 in the mornings. Follow him on Twitter at Gord Stelic. Gord, I want to go to the series between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. I know it was only one game and Colorado was dominant, but it seems to me their speed is just at a different level than VGK. They have the VGK defense standing still number one in the regular uh, regular season in terms of penalty kill. But the way they were scoring, I mean, I could have tapped in a couple of these goals. McCarr with some tremendous passing, and then, of course, the big guys, McKinnon, Landeskog, and uh, all these guys getting on the score sheet. Can Vegas really mount a serious charge in this series? Well, we'll see in game number two uh, because there's 16 teams that made the playoffs, and really, of the 16, only one, Colorado, just started kicking ass from game number one, what they did against the St. Louis Blues and that first game against Vegas. I think uh, you got to give Vegas a bit of a mulligan. You know, we talked about the Leafs-Montreal series tonight, the game seven. That's what Vegas faced, I think, a comparable back on Friday where Minnesota had the momentum and Vegas came back and were able to win that series. So I think a little bit of a physical fatigue thing, maybe a bit of a letdown, but make no question about it. I have the Colorado Avalanche. I'm one of many that picked them to win the Stanley Cup. They're just, uh, they were firing all on all cylinders heading into the playoffs and they just got um, really everything going. People wonder if Grubauer is the type of goaltender that, and particularly depth wise, uh, if that were to happen, but otherwise uh, I, they're, they're playing uh, the way they were playing the end of the regular season. They're taking no prisoners. Gord, I want to switch from west to east and talk about Bruins Islanders game two tonight. You know, we've seen Barry Trotz wins a cup with, with the Capitals, and then the team played so well with the Islanders in the bubble. What a turnaround they had with that team. They're always a tough out, especially in the playoffs, because they don't concede a lot of goals. But Boston looked awful good in game one. And when they have both lines going, I think they're as good as any team in the east. You know, I agree. Like, people forgot that they won the President's Trophy last year as the best team in the regular season because it seemed when the, the COVID pause hit, hit, everybody kind of forgot what had been going on because everything changed so dramatically. They didn't have a good experience in the bubble in the summer, but you're seeing more of that team, you know. They just uh, they're seeped in uh, winning a great culture, great environment, and uh, money players. And once Washington was, Washington was three minutes away in Game 2 last series, of getting a 2 nothing lead. The Bruins just put their mind to it, tied it up, went in overtime, and haven't looked back. Gordon, I want to go to the other series that involves the best-dressed coach in hockey and John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But Mike and I are of the mind that we should have seen Peter Mrazek at some point in time. 
If you are there right now and you've been in this role previously, are you talking with the head coach? How are you deciding whether you're going to go with Morazic or Njelkovic? I know he has played well, but they went to six games. They did give up some goals. I don't think there were too many soft goals in that series against Nashville. But to me, I feel like Morazic might give them a little bit of a different mix here because Vasilevsky looks like he's on his game. And this Tampa team looks like the one we saw last year in the postseason and with Kucherov back in the lineup. They just look much different than they were during the regular season. Oh, I agree. I agree. You're seeing all the all the weapons they can deploy in Tampa Bay. It's uh, yeah, yeah, defending Stanley Cup champions. I think uh, in a perfect world, you'd like to have two goaltenders going if you can and ready. But that second goal uh, by Goodrow in the two-one loss was was a softy. Uh, so I, I I can see maybe for the Spark thing, it's nothing against Adelkovich, but if you're going to make a change, uh, I can see Carolina considering it for game number two. Talking to Gord Stalick, he was the general manager for the Toronto Maple Leafs, assistant GM for the New York Rangers. I want to go back to Edmonton, Gord. Uh, a talented top line, but yet they haven't been able to get out of the first round of the playoffs. Losing as a favorite this year to Winnipeg, and then in the 5-12 matchup in that, in that play-in series, as they called it, in the bubble, uh, just played no defense against the Blackhawks. If you're sitting there and you're a general manager, you're a top executive in Edmonton, what are you doing to address the playoff failures? Well, you know, three of the four games were in overtime against Winnipeg, but you're right, you lost the series. It just seems um, they've got these two great forwards in McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they never have great depth around them. You know, they've got to uh, improve on defense. They're getting better incrementally. Of course, Clefbon being gone for the season and being a doubt next year, that one hurts them. But uh, two guys alone are not going to win you playoff series for the Stanley Cup. So it's the same thing a year ago or two years ago or three years ago, and they continually to not adequately be able to surround their superstars. They're really fortunate they have those two superstars, and they, they both signed eight-year contracts a few years ago, so they've made a big commitment there. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's better on the puck in terms of it's so difficult to get Drysaddle off of it from a defensive perspective. He's been tremendous. Gord, you mentioned Colorado, obviously your favorite, along with many other people, to win the Cup, and rightfully so. Is there a team that has really piqued your interest or you've looked at so far in this postseason said, hey, watch out for these guys, don't sleep on them? Well, it's funny. Uh, you know, I, I looked at uh, Carolina, and then Nashville gave them a pretty good battle at the end of it, but that, that's my team still. Uh, even though they're down one nothing to Tampa Bay, is is the Carolina Hurricanes? I've been impressed by their complete, uh, completeness. So they're they're probably the next tier after say Tampa Bay. But that but that would be the team um, I'd be talking about. Hey, you mentioned that I don't think any of the players want to fight Rob Brindamore. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Boy, he's uh, yeah yeah. They're probably lucky he's behind the bench, <laughs> not on the ice, because he could still compete. What I want to stay there with Carolina and, and with Amal's point on Brindamar. You know, they lose game three in Nashville, and he comes out and publicly talks about how can Nashville get so many more power plays than we do. As a GM, do you think that helps you? Does that get you an edge with the officials going into the next game that they're more conscious about if they're, if they're calling too many penalties against you? I mean, I know he can't get Tim Peel back to just give penalties to, to Nashville, but I, is, is that a smart move for Brindamar to go public there? Well, you know, it's funny. It was within 48 hours you had uh, what he did it and John Cooper did it and, uh, you know, uh, Craig Berube did it for St. Louis. So I think uh, it's kind of like uh, um, you, you do the natural thing and if there's a disparity in penalties against your team, you kind of throw it out there and referees are human and 
maybe in your mind it makes a difference about a, a, a call. So you're trying to look at every edge possible. Officials would say that, no, it doesn't matter at all. But, you know, if done, same in baseball and that, you know, on balls and strikes, if done, if done sort of selectively, you never know. Gord, we want to thank you for the time this morning. Good luck for your Leafs tonight. Hey, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Thank you. Terrific guest. Great insights. And I love what he said about this game for Toronto. It's got to be that line with Matthews and company. They've got to step up. Yeah, a lot of pressure against a, a, maybe a Hall of Fame goaltender when it's all said and done in Carey Price. We'll be looking forward to Game 7 tonight up in Canada, as well as Jacob deGrom taking the hill in Phoenix for us tonight. Stay tuned on VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.